Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I am here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. I can tell you the exact date. I finally threw away my last secret Outlast Invisible Solid Deodorant with aluminum in it. It was on my birthday in early September 2019. Now, have you ever made a big game-changing decision on your birthday? Well, I have made plenty of them, and I've also decided to make healthy changes on that day as well. I mean, who needs New Year's Eve when you can have your birthday to set intentions for your overall health, joy, and well-being? Well, back to my deodorant breakup. It was two years ago, and yes, I am a Virgo, and my birthday actually lands on Labor Day this year, and top secret, I will be having a birthday sale on my supplements, so stay tuned for all those details at the beginning of September. So why my birthday back in 2019? Well, it was one month before I knew we were gonna start trying to get pregnant, and this was the very last toxic personal care product I was still using mainly because every time I tried to use a new natural deodorant, either it didn't work or it gave me a terrible, irritated rash. So for over a year, I kept going back to my staple secret because it worked. But finally that September, knowing that we were a month and a half away from trying to get pregnant, I wanted to get rid of anything that could add to my overall toxic load. So I bought six different types of natural deodorants, tried them all, this was after hours of countless research, and finally I found one that actually worked and didn't irritate my skin after two to three uses. I ended up settling on native sensitive deodorant because the regular native messed me up like many of the other ones did. And it works, although I do have to apply a couple times a day versus secret, which was one and done. But you know what? You have to make these shifts and changes in order to reduce your toxic load. I mean, that is the thing I've walked away with. Now, it was a long journey, but a worthwhile one, especially since I've been breastfeeding Kingston since day one, and he's about to turn eight months in just a couple of days. And I've pretty much exclusively been breastfeeding Kingston, except for we started to slowly introduce solids this last month. But again, he's mostly just playing with that. It's breast milk that he is still on. Now, honestly, I just didn't want aluminum and plastics and other endocrine disruptors in his breast milk. We know for a fact that the majority of women, when they test breast milk, that we see a lot of endocrine disruptors in it. And I wanted to do my best to reduce the amount of endocrine disruptors in my system and in my breast milk as much as possible before he was born. I also didn't want any of these harmful chemicals in my body disrupting my hormones any further because that's literally what endocrine disruptors like parabens, triclosan, phthalates, aluminum, fragrance literally do to our bodies and our hormone communication pathways. And I'll get into a little bit about what they're doing. Now, whether we fully grasp it or not, toxins play a huge but often overlooked role on hormonal imbalance. And every year, new chemicals are put into our environment, our food, our water supply, our air, and they're simply impossible to avoid them all. Even if you were to make over everything in your household, which I highly recommend you do, we still have to go out into the world 
and do things, right? We're still going to be exposed to things in our house that we just don't really have a lot of control over because those types of products are still not just being made yet, right? So whatever small fraction of these chemicals are out in the world, what I know to be true is that we're exposed to them and there's not a lot of investigation happening around them. Now, this lack of data introduces significant uncertainties about the two extents of risks from these chemicals that could potentially disrupt our endocrine system. And we're talking about our thyroid, our adrenals, our reproductive system, fertility. I mean, the list goes on and on. And this was according to the World Health Organization report on endocrine disrupting chemicals. Basically, we just don't know the extent in which they're damaging our bodies, but we definitely know that they are. Now, as a woman, I think it's important to understand the harmful effects of toxic ingredients in our daily cleaning products, our personal care products, such as our dishwasher detergent, our laundry dryer sheets, foundation that we're using on our face, nail polish, lotion. I mean, I could go on. There's so many things that we are using every single day, hand soap, for example, that could be contributing to an increased amount of toxic load. Now, there is strong evidence linking dangerous toxins and synthetics in our cleaning products and personal care products to chronic diseases such as reproductive toxicity, autoimmunity, allergies, and even cancer. Now, recent studies have found that parabens and phthalates are showing up in breast milk and body tissues from fragrances, I mean fragrances in anything that we're using, and xenoestrogens, hence why I wanted to get rid of the lavender scented toxic deodorant that I was using every single day that was designed to literally stay on my skin. I'm not sure if you've ever tried to wash off aluminum deodorant. It doesn't even come off, right? Because it, that's the purpose is that it's supposed to stay there so that you don't sweat. That's an antiperspirant for you. So equally as important as the impact of synthetic preservatives and fragrances are having on our environment, it's important to know that a lot of these pollutants, they simply do not degrade. They instead remain in our water supply and in our soil. And most importantly, and probably even more scary, is that they stay inside our bodies. We call those persistent pollutants. And they can stay in our system up to 10 years because your body doesn't know how to deal with them or what to do to get rid of them. So just a heads up, those persistent pollutants are no joke. Now, as a hormone expert, I have dove deep, and as a mama, into the effects of synthetic chemicals on the endocrine system and the reproductive system. As you know, our endocrine system is our hormone regulating system, regulating pretty much everything that we do from metabolism, reproduction, our menstrual cycle, mood, immune system, sleep, energy production, brain function. I mean, everything is being regulated by the endocrine system every single second of the day. So when we are being bombarded with endocrine disrupting toxins from numerous exposures every single day, it's no wonder that we're seeing mitochondrial dysfunction, low thyroid function, adrenal fatigue, brain fog, weight resistance, estrogen dominance, insulin resistance, blood sugar issues, hot flashes, infertility, migraines, shortened periods in the luteal cycle, severe PMS symptoms, bloating, gas, digestive upset, and so much more. These are like the silent killers that are just permeating into our system. And we've never had a time where we've had so much toxicity as we do today. These chemicals are influencing how our glands are working inside of our body, how our hormones are being made, how our hormones are being broken down and metabolized. They're causing leaky gut. They're damaging our cells on the cellular level through oxidative stress. And they, at times, can even mimic our hormones, not just destroy 
or slow down the process of us making them. And one of our big hormone mimickers, which I know you've heard about a lot, is xenoestrogens, where we're actually mimicking estrogen. And we're seeing this in the development, even in men, in little boys, but mostly having a profound impact on girls leading to estrogen dominance with symptoms around heavy, painful periods, heavy bleeding, endometriosis, maybe even polycystic ovarian syndrome, migraines, fibrocystic breast. Yes, this could be tied to an increased amount of xenoestrogens on top of the fact there's a lot of other factors that drive estrogen dominance as well. This is definitely one of the big ones. Now, where do we see xenoestrogens? We see them in BPA, parabens, tricycline, as I mentioned before, sodium lauryl sulfate, phthalates, and as I mentioned before, they're altering female reproductive development, fertility, early onset of menopause, along with metabolism and mood. When you think about obesogens, they can also be xenoestrogens. Obesogens come from parabens and phthalates and BPA, right? Plastics that we're using every single day. The flip-flops that we wear, the receipts that the cashier hands to you, all of this has traces of BPA on them or phthalates of some kind. And when the body doesn't know the difference between these fake estrogens and real estrogens, we end up using it kind of in the same way and locking up those receptor sites, which again drives estrogen dominance and can drive growth inside of the body. We also know that it's not just happening in women. As I mentioned before, it's happening in men. And we know that in men, these chemicals can be linked to melanin fertility, cancer, and even genital deformities. In babies and children, we're even more susceptible to endocrine disruptors. They take on toxins so much easier than we do, and they don't really have the full system to process everything. So brain, reproductive, and metabolic development have been shown to be negatively affected by these endocrine disruptors, especially in children. So as you can imagine, it's getting a little crazy, right? So I know that I've been mentioning some of the biggest offenders when it comes to endocrine disruptors, but I just want to talk a little bit about where you can find them. And then I'm going to speak into like, well, how do we even know if the product that we're using has these? Like, how do we become label savvy? And I'm going to share a little bit about how I have navigated this over the years. So as as I mentioned, bisphenol A, BPA found in plastic food and drink containers. So you're looking for BPA-free stickers. But even still, my concern here is that there's other types of plastics that we're using. I know for me shopping for, I'm shopping for sippy cups right now for Kingston and looking at everything. And, and really what I'm looking for is more stainless steel sippy cups and potentially silicone sippy cups. Just being really mindful, plastic super freaks me out. And I get that at some point, we're gonna have to make a transition to some of that. But the longer I can keep him away from plastics, the better. Phthalates found in shampoos, conditioners, hairspray, fragrances. I mean, phthalates are found in everything. So being really, really mindful about what you're putting on found in our makeup, especially makeup that smells good, right? Definitely concerning here. Parabens, these are preservatives in skincare, antiperspirants, cosmetics, tricycline. It's going to be found in antibacterial soaps, body washes, uh, also deodorants as well because it's an antibacterial component. And then going to be pure fluorinated chemicals like Teflon. These are these persistent chemicals that I was talking about found in moisturizers, nail polish, eye makeup. Just a small, small list of things that we got to be looking out for, again, in everyday products. 
Now, one of the best places to go and investigate further is the Environmental Working Group. They have an area on their website. They have a couple different areas, but one of them is Skin Deep, and that is their database literally for all types of skin care and what you put in your hair, shampoo, conditioners. The other one that I love looking at is going to be their sunscreens. They have a whole sunscreen database as well. And I recently used their database to look for the best non-toxic baby sunscreens for Kingston because we live right by the beach. We love hiking. And guess what? He does not like wearing a sun hat anymore. He literally pulls his little hands up right when he knows we're going to put a little sun hat on him so that he can pull it right off. And I don't know. I, he definitely doesn't like wearing it. But I mean, there are days when we try to put it on like 10 times. And finally, I'm like, okay, if we're going to be out and we can't find shade, we got to put a little sunscreen on him. Initially, my philosophy is keep him out of the sun, put him in shade. So when we go to the park, we always sit under a shaded tree. But there are definitely incidences where we are just in the sun a little bit longer than I would like. Um, and so we put on the sunscreen that I settled on was Badger Baby Sunscreen. It just scored the highest overall. It's got really clean ingredients and it's super great for the environment as well. So if you're looking for something for kids and babies, that was the one I settled on. The other one that we had considered was Think Baby, but I ended up liking Badger more. So just something to consider. So given how often we are getting exposed to toxins these days in the standard American lifestyle, I mean, the more proactive we can be, the better. So I wanted to share with you five steps to take literally today to protect you and your family from carrying too much of a toxic burden, including things that you can do for free and some of the products that I use to keep my detox pathways more clear and to keep our family healthy and safe. So it's actually going to be six steps. Pardon me, I added an extra step in the last minute and then <laughs> didn't realize it. So I'm going to be sharing with you six steps, one bonus step, and I've got an incredible guide to help support your liver and just a little bit of freebie that I think you're going to absolutely love. So number one, reduce pesticide exposure by choosing organic produce. I know, I know, I know you've heard this before, but do your best. Going mostly organic for even one week has shown to reduce urinary pesticide levels by nearly 90%. Now, if you choose to not buy organic, rinse those veggies and fruits with vinegar and lemon essential oil to reduce the amount of pesticide present. But listen, it's not gonna eliminate them completely. They are literally on the skin pretty deep. Peeling also does help, but it will definitely reduce the valuable nutrients found within the skin of fruits and vegetables. You know, like you're peeling cucumbers or carrots, just know you're losing some of that nutrition. But I'll tell you what, any of it's better than none of it. Also, please, please, please do not spray pesticides around your house. I know pests are not fun, but messing with your gut, liver, and hormones is definitely not worth it. We happen to live right next to a big canyon, so we have a lot of little critters from spring to fall visiting us inside of our house or definitely outside around the house. And yes, they're disruptive, but not disruptive enough to even consider spraying our property with anything pesticide related. So just something to consider. A lot of us are getting, you know, sold the dream of no pests and critters and ants and everything, and it's just not worth it. We know that these pesticides, they do not go away. These are those persistent pollutants that I was talking about, the glyphosate, all that stuff. It's tearing our gut apart and it is messing with our brain. So no, 
Number two, reduce plastic use and BPA exposure. So again, reducing your exposure to bisphenol A found in plastics is an essential part in optimizing hormone health. One of the largest exposure to BPA is drinking from plastic water bottles. Unfortunately, even BPA-free water bottles and containers of all kinds still contain other types of bisphenol substitutes that have the same hormonal impact as BPA. It's kind of like when we knew that like NutraSweet and Sac were not great but then I guess with saccharin wasn't great but NutraSweet came in and they were like saccharin's terrible but there's no real evidence on NutraSweet being bad as a synthetic or aspartame being bad as a synthetic sugar replacement or sugar substitute and then go figure it's the same stuff just with a it's like literally lipstick on a pig that's how I think of it like so much of our plastic stuff is just nasty so what I do too is I recommend switching to stainless steel like a clean canteen water bottle or my preference I always have yetis with me everywhere I go I actually have two yetis with me right now in front of me I've got one with water I think it's a 20 ounce yeti and then I have the 12 ounce tumbler that has my coffee in it right now with unsweetened almond milk and cinnamon because I want a metabolic boosty morning as I record this also using glass water bottles there's a ton of different glass water bottles you can reuse a glass Voss bottle or Pellegrino bottle we use Pellegrino bottles also for making cleaning products as well. So these are very affordable and cheap ways to replace that plastic. So avoid plastic as much as possible. Avoid buying, you know, veggies and fruits and items in plastic as well if you can avoid it. Trader Joe's and uses a lot of plastic to cover all of their produce. We don't shop at Trader Joe's anymore because of that, at least when it comes to produce. So just something to be thinking about. How can you reduce your plastic usage and consumption across the board? Even our baby bottles are glass. Our containers are pyrex glass everything that we use or what we use to cook with is all stainless steel we do not use saran wrap or aluminum to wrap anything in I forget what we use like wax paper I believe so it's just you know it's things to be thinking about but mostly we just use Pyrex so ways in which that you can just begin to move those things out Next is going to be switching hundred percent to natural cleaning and personal care products now I get it this is not easy, but over time you can absolutely do it. I've done it, you can do it. So probably the easiest products to remove are your cleaning products first and foremost. This was the first area that I tackled in my house when replacing toxic cleaners with natural cleaners. I even make some of my cleaning products, as I mentioned before, I use those Pellegrino bottles. But the product line that I am obsessed with right now, if you haven't heard about them, you gotta go check it out. I'll have a link in the show notes as well for their little starter kit. I think I get 15% off because I'm so in love with them. I reached out to them and I was like, how do I get this in front of my people? But it's Branch Basics. So basically Branch Basics has one big concentrate that you can make into a glass cleaner, like a window cleaner, foaming hand soap, laundry detergent, bathroom and all-purpose cleaner, dishwasher soap, I mean, everything you could possibly want. We literally, I, as much as I do love cleaning products, now that I'm a mama, this is so much easier. I literally, they give you all of the containers for all of this, except for not just laundry detergent, but I'm also using a dishwasher detergent. That's what it is. And they have a little recipe that you can do for dishwasher detergent. It's, I mean, I'm using it for everything now. Now, since I've been pregnant, we began using this concentration to make all of our cleaning products. And they also have an OxyBoost for laundry, which is all natural. I use the OxyBoost for our laundry, cleaning, carpet cleaner, and even I just gotten out the worst of the worst baby blowouts. And I'm telling you, I've been so blown away by how easy all these solutions are with just that concentrate to make all of these products. 
and the natural oxy powder that I actually, because I'm so in love with these products, I invited one of the founders to join me on the podcast and her interview is gonna air in about a month from now. So if you're looking for cleaning products and you're looking for a one-stop shop, these women have figured it out and it is doable and affordable and I cannot tell you how much this has changed my life. So that's why I wanted to share it with you. Again, I'll have the link to their Starty Kit and it's 15% off with my little code, which I think is Dr. Marisa. I'll have it all in the show notes if you wanna go check out Branch Basics. Now, for making your own products, if you would love to do that, because I still do some of those as well, these are the ingredients I highly recommend having in your house. Baking soda, perfect for removing tough stains and grime. White vinegar, a powerful cleanser, kills salmonella, E. coli, bacteria. The white vinegar will get the job done. Castell soap, which is a non-toxic soap that can be used for all kinds of cleaning products and it's a great natural lather. We use it for dish soap and we're using it for our body soap for a very, very long time. Salt, kosher, and table for scrubbing and then high quality essential oils, duh. Lemon, lavender, wild orange, melaleuca. These are all natural degreasers and have antimicrobial properties to boot and it also makes things smell so delicious. Now, if you're looking for recipes to make over your cleaning cabinet, you don't want the one-stop shop like brand basics. I do have a lot of recipes in my Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils book. You can find it on Amazon. Oh my God, that book has been a lifesaver for me for many, many years, especially now as a mama when Kingston has had a couple little issues come up. I am so grateful that I wrote that book many, many years ago before I was a mom and I interviewed so many moms to create it because man, those recipes work. They work. Okay. As far as personal care goes, I know that was just cleaning. I know this can be a little bit harder. Hence my very difficult breakup with my secret deodorant. It was it was a breakup for sure. And I have a feeling a lot of people, including yourself, have been down that road of like trying to break up with your really effective toxic deodorant. So tossing out my favorite personal care products such as deodorant, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, facial moisturizer, and makeup initially felt like a very overwhelming task, especially when I had been using some of those brands for years, years and years. So I get it. The Europe, you love that mascara or you are feeling that particular, you know, color safe shampoo. I understand. So I recommend gradually shifting those personal care products out over a couple of months or several months. And guess what? It's better than never doing it at all. And it will greatly reduce your toxic exposure over time because here's the deal. Your skin absorbs up to 60% of what you put on it. So it makes sense to actually start reducing and switching out the items that are covering the largest skin surface area and that are designed to stay on the skin the longest. So what are these types of products? Body and face moisturizers, nail polish, deodorants, and lotions, right? Shampoo conditioners, you are rinsing and, you know, you're washing and rinsing out pretty quickly. Not as big of a deal. It's these products where they're designed to stay on the skin all day. Sunscreen is another big one like this as well because we are keeping them on our skin for a longer period of time. So I wanted to share a little bit about my favorite skincare products um, the, the that I use. So doTERRA has a line called Virage that is super, super clean and natural that I love. Anne-Marie Skincare, I've been obsessed with for, gosh, 
nine years now, super incredible. And then Juice Beauty are some other amazing skincare products that I use as well. And then Beauty Counter has some great skincare products and a great sunscreen if you're looking for something like that. Next favorite makeup brands for me are Beauty Counter. I use a lot of Beauty Counter's makeup. Ilia, I love, love, love. And they've got a amazing tinted sunscreen moisturizer that is super non-toxic. And then RMS are all of my favorites. And all of my makeup, I'm so proud to say, are non-toxic at this point. So those are my recommendations around switching and swapping out your cleaning and personal care products. Number four, surround yourself with plants to filter out indoor air and open up windows 15 to 30 minutes every single day. So exposing your house to fresh air daily is going to reduce indoor air pollution along with incorporating indoor plants. Now incorporating indoor potted plants in your home and work environment has been shown to reduce air pollution significantly within 24 hours. These include the reduction of VOCs, volatile organic compounds such as formaldehyde, xylene, benzene, chloroform, ammonia, and acetone. And here's the thing, volatile organic compounds are in your dresser, your furniture, your carpet, potentially your bedding. I mean, name it. I mean, I'm looking, I'm sitting literally at my desk. I know this has been off-gassing for years, right? And so I have house plants in every single room of this house. I think I have 12 house plants total, but the more the merrier. And the beautiful thing about a house plant, if it does die, you can just go buy another one, right? So common house plants that have been studied to reduce VOCs are going to be the snake plant, which Gosh, you cannot kill that plant. And it's beautiful in the house. We have three of them, the spider plant and the peace lily and the devil's ivy. Honestly, any house plant that you want in your house is going to serve to reduce any type of volatile organic compounds. Another way to reduce your volatile organic compounds, these are free things to do. One, do take your shoes off before coming in the house or right at the door. So we are a shoeless household. Vacuum three to four times a week or even two times a week. Vacuum so that you are, a lot of these VOCs end up in the dust that end up in our carpet and then dusting as much as possible as well, two to three times a week. That's going to also reduce VOCs inside of the house and they make it makes a huge, huge difference. Okay, number five, undertake a detoxification program annually or biannually. Now, an annual or better yet, biannual 14-day liver and gut detoxification protocol is going to be a great way to reset your diet, detox from your environment, take the toxic load off your body, allow your gut and liver to heal, and allow your body to remove stored toxins. This is why I created my 14-day detox, and it's why I run it live twice a year. Now, we are going to be kicking off our fall 14-day detox program in October 2021. The last one we kicked off was in March, so it is time. It's six months later. So I'm gonna be posting a link to go and check out the detox in case you wanna check it out now. It is a comprehensive protocol that's designed to create a healthy internal environment, optimize your digestive, liver, and kidney health, which are the three main organs essential for healthy toxin elimination. These are the pathways that ensure that we reduce our toxic load, along with reducing systemic inflammation. Now, to date, over 6,000 people have completed my 14-day detox with ridiculously incredible results from healing estrogen dominance and insulin resistance to regaining more energy, sleep, and metabolic health, especially when we hold on to toxic weight. A gentle yet effective detox like mine, which has been tested over and over and over again, 
can aim to get rid of that stubborn weight because so often we're holding our fat cells are holding on to those toxins to protect our organs and we just need a gentle way to remove those toxins your body's like okay we don't really need to hold on to this extra adipose tissue so on average when people do this program men and women although men always lose more weight than women women drop between 7 and 11 pounds in 14 days and what I've had a lot of women who have not lost weight on the program because that's just not what their body was looking to do so it's not a weight loss program by any means it is a gut liver and inflammation reset and metabolic reset program but as a side effect we do see women losing weight that has been the case i remember my best friend has lost 20 pounds in 14 days alex has lost over 20 pounds in 14 days as well i've so i've seen some big numbers but the average is like 7 to 11 pounds so I will have the link for that in case you want to go check it out. If you are in my community, you're going to definitely see emails letting you know, but I'll definitely be letting you know here on the podcast as well. Number six, here's the bonus. Support your liver with key supplements, herbs, and food. Not only are these going to support your liver, but they're also going to support your gut. Since your liver is the main detoxification organ in the body, especially when it comes to neutralizing excessive estrogen and xenoestrogens, those fake estrogens we talked about earlier, my top five herbs and supplements for your liver are turmeric, which is a powerful antioxidant and free radical scavenger. Turmeric has so many side benefits as well. It's great for brain function. It's great for reducing inflammation. And it's also great for reducing pain, which is a symptom of inflammation. Next is glutathione. Glutathione is probably the like OG of antioxidants. It's the most efficient, effective, and most powerful antioxidant we have. And it supports phase one liver detoxification, that first step of neutralizing toxins, all the toxins that you're dealing with. Glutathione is a major player. We often are deficient in glutathione, something to consider. Next is B vitamin complex. We desperately need all the B vitamins, almost all the B vitamins for phase one liver detoxification pathways as well. These are super important in neutralizing and converting over to phase two. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen like, Almost all the time, women are deficient in their B vitamin complex because it's a water-soluble vitamin and we just don't get enough of it from food. Next, probably a massive power player here, a powerful estrogen and xenoestrogen clearing supplement. It's going to be DIM. And this is what I highly recommend to women who are dealing with estrogen dominance. It has recently become one of my top selling supplements for helping women reduce heavy bleeding, migraines, lumpy breasts, and painful periods. And it's phenomenal for phase two liver detoxification. Next, my power three are going to be vitamin C, zinc, and selenium. These are for the intermediate phase between phase one and phase two. The thing about phase one is we neutralize toxins, but they become oxidized. So we have to move them into an intermediate before phase two that helps to package them up and send them into the gut or the kidneys. So we need vitamin C, zinc, to neutralize those intermediate toxins. And you can find vitamin C, zinc, selenium, turmeric, and green tea extract, along with other effective antioxidants in my liver support blend, which we are getting in stock right this second, hence why I'm sharing this with you. I take my liver support blend every single day because this is what I know to be true, is we have gotta be consistent about reducing our toxic load with what we put in our bodies every day. So I love giving my liver as much love and support as possible and giving it the building blocks it needs to break down these toxins day in and day out. 
Now I'm going to have links to DIM and the liver support blend in the show notes as well. If you are looking for daily detoxification support related to hormone balance, metabolic support, all of it. These are just power players and oftentimes our liver just doesn't have what it needs to do the work that it's doing every single day. And as a bonus for this episode, because the liver is such a big player in neutralizing and packaging toxins to be removed from the body, I have created a comprehensive liver loving foods recipe and superfoods guide so that you can easily and consistently eat food that will love your liver and help your liver neutralize toxins from food, water, medications, cleaners, personal care products, all of it, air pollution. So this is gonna be the super sexy guide. This guide is so comprehensive. It goes into all the big superfoods and how to incorporate these superfoods into recipes so that it just becomes so easy for you to be adding and incorporating these foods every single day. So check out the show notes for the superfoods liver guide with the recipes. And and it's such a beautiful guide. I know you're gonna love having it. So that was a lot to download. Definitely go back and listen to it if you wanna listen to those six steps one more time. And the beautiful thing is, is that consistency as we begin to make those changes become easier and easier every single day. Now I hope this episode not only shed light on the area where we can make steady improvements for our overall health, but I also hope that you're walking away knowing, recognizing that we need to gently detox our body on the daily and ideally give our body a decent reset a couple of times a year. So thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast, especially the solo episode today. You are the reason, literally the reason, why so many women are tuning into this podcast. We have well over 3 million downloads at this point, and it's all thanks to you. If you have not yet rated this podcast on iTunes, go on over there, subscribe and rate it up so that we can get more women connected to the power of hormone literacy. Coming up next, speaking of hormone literacy, I'm bringing on one of the, literally the go-to world experts on endometriosis, Dr. Jessica Drummond. She teaches practitioners and doctors all over the world. And we're going to be talking about how to relieve the pain, digestive symptoms, anxiety, and infertility created by endometriosis. I'm so excited for this episode. And I know if there's anybody in your life that you feel could use this episode, like has endometriosis or is feeling like they're having symptoms around endometriosis, listening to this episode with Dr. Drummond is going to be a massive massive awakening for knowing exactly what to do to treat one of the biggest reproductive health concerns affecting women worldwide. Until then, have an amazing weekend.